Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 74 of the NXT NICAP, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 126 of WrestleTopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was NXT 2.0 going down taped from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. And we are two weeks out from the Great American Bash going down live on Tuesday, July 5th, one day after the 4th of July holiday and it's a great way to piggyback off of America's birthday as we segue to our opening segment which features Solo Sequoia versus Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller grabbed the mic and talked shit for a bit and got immediately jumped by Solo Sequoia and the early part of this match is pretty simple and that Solo was beating Grayson Waller's ass. He was dominant with thrust kicks, Samoan drops, hip attacks in the corner. He completely overwhelmed Grayson Waller until Grayson Grayson Waller decided to grab a piece of the top turnbuckle, rip off the covering, and that would lead to the finish of this match eventually as we go to our picture-in-picture commercial break. We come back and Waller's actually working over Solo for a bit by slowing down the pace, but a spill on the outside allows Solo to clothesline Grayson Waller, go for another hip attack in the corner, and drops him with the Samoan drop. He goes up top for the frog splash, but Grayson Waller strategically moves out of the way to avoid the finisher, and he eats a super kick for his efforts, but we go back to the early part of this match with the exposed top turnbuckle coming into play once again as Grayson Waller avoids the charge from Solo. Solo rams the back of his head in two. Said turnbuckle and Grayson Waller said rolling Sunder through the ropes for the very tainted victory. I'm very mixed regarding the finish of this match because Grayson Waller is a pest heel. He will be fine. But you're trying to build Solo as the number one contender for the NXT North American Championship. And he should be booked strongly. He should be dominant in every way in the ring. He should be on a winning streak. There is no need for him to eat this loss last night, even though it was a way to protect him at the end of the day. He is over with the 2.0 fan base. His promos have improved greatly. His entering work has finally caught up to what he can be in terms of being a complete performer. And I think it's time to really get him ready for that next step. And that next step is the North American Championship. It probably won't be at the Great American Bash. It could be at the next TakeOver adjacent show, but he needs to be dominant in terms of racking up wins left and right. Grayson Waller, he's a great pest heel, but he did not need this win last night, even though he ate a loss to Apollo Crews a couple of weeks ago. If you want him to get his win back, beat somebody else other than your top contender for the North American Championship. Next up is Lulisi Leon and Valentina Feroz versus Katana Chance and Kaden Carter. And every time I see these two teams go at it, I enjoy it because it's always entertaining. And you expect the unexpected in terms of tag teamwork, innovative moves, and spots that will really take your breath away. And last night was no exception. My one critique goes to Yulisa and Valentina. They are a great tag team. I stand by the fact that they have the potential to be one of the best tag teams, male or female, in WWE in the next few years. They just need more refinement and time in NXT. But the dancing... I can do without. It's a little bit corny. It's a bit too cringe for me. And the start of this match was hilarious when Lisa Leon started dancing and Caden Carter drop kicked 
the shit out of her and sent her right into the ropes. That's what you get for dancing. So if they remove that from the repertoire, we'll be good to go. But in any event, I thought this was a really fun matchup. Caden Carter and Katana Chance worked over Yulisa early on with some great tag team tandem spots, including a nice footing set on courtesy of Katana Chance to Lulisa. And Yulisa eventually makes a hot tag to Valentina. And she's a house of fire, delivering arm drags to both Chance and Carter. And in a great spot, Yulisa and Valentina dropped Katana Chance with a lovely elevated face buster for a close near fall. Eventually, Katana delivers a reverse double DDT to Yulisa and Valentina before making the hot tag to Caden Carter. She cleans house on Yulisa Leon, gets her on the outside, and she delivers a nice kick to Valentina Feroz. She sets up the neck breaker, assisted 450 splash combo of Katana Chance for the win. And I victory for the baby faces even though this was a baby face on baby face battle they've been beefing on 2.0 and level up for a while now and it makes sense to continue this very fun rivalry that produces very fun matches most of the time next up is wesley cutting a really strong promo about real life shit he's been through it over the last few months because at one point he was a two-time nxt tag team champion and he lost his best friend he lost his brother he lost his tag team partner and he has not been the same since and he was angry he was frustrated so he picked fights with bigger guys such as sanga who was a sweetheart through all of this and zion quinn who was the villain in this story but he was able to fight back and beat Zion Quinn last week and he is so appreciative of the fans for rocking with him through thick and thin and he was crying real tears and his words came from a real place and I love that authenticity from Wesley. I think he has potential to be a star. His in-ring work is stellar but his promo work is pretty damn good as well as he's able to connect with the people in a very natural way. This leads to a random appearance by Trick Williams who antagonizes Wesley by saying look you are a terrible friend. You left your friend high and dry when he needed you the most and Wesley claps back saying well look at you Mr. Hanger On, Mr. Hype Man for Carmelo Hayes, your best friend, your boy, that you prop up all the time. When are you going to start propping up yourself and the fans who and all at that? And he dares Trick to fight him in the ring right now, but Trick walks away like a coward and he calls out Wesley one more time for being an awful friend that abandoned his bestie when he needed him the most. And I thought this was a pretty good promo exchange between Lee and Trick Williams and both men held their own. And I can see NXT leaning towards Wesley versus Carmelo Hayes for the North American Championship championship that would be an absolutely fantastic match between now and the end of the summer and I think that Wesley is another guy like Solo Sequoia that could be a great champ that could reach that next level and I love that for Wesley because he's truly special he's captivating to watch and he's a damn good promo that is a double combo you need to make it in this business and we know that in WWE height is going to be a detriment because it's all about size and shit but talent and charisma should supersede size at the end of the day and Wesley has what it takes to be a top tier star anywhere if given a fair opportunity he was hoping he gets that fair shot on NXT 2.0 in the very near future next up is a tag team match featuring Roderick Strong and Damon Kipper representing Diamond Mind versus the good old Fantasmas Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde and the story of this match was stacks and two dimes causing trouble for Legato at ringside and Damon Kemp getting slapped very hard by Roddy Strong once again he fires up and he suplexes the hell out of Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde he is a wrecking machine for a good two minutes until Roddy gets back in there to even the odds a bit and Cruz is in control until he is accidentally tripped 
tripped with the crowbar courtesy of two stacks and that allows Roddy to hit that jumping knee strike on Cruz for the win and Legato are not happy about the outcome of this match and two dimes and stacks please are innocent say it's an honest mistake I don't believe them which plays to the main event later in the show as Tony D'Angelo faces Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American Championship. Next up is Toxic Attraction coming out, talking shit about Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. And it's just a lot of yakety yak from Toxic Attraction. Mandy Rose calls out Roxanne Perez for thinking too highly of herself after scoring a couple of wins on NXT as of late and how she has a secured guarantee contract for a future shot at the NXT Women's Championship and she doesn't have what it takes to beat Mandy Rose and Cora Jay's a loser too and Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan get in on the promo fun as well it's very blah 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 I don't care about what toxic attraction has to say it's very vain it's very empty and incredibly shallow and eventually Roxanne Perez comes out there alongside Cora Jade and she notes I am on top of the world right now and I would love to win the NXT Women's Championship but I know that my time will come for that but in the meantime I want to win the NXT Women's Tag Team titles with my best friend and I want to face Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan to do it and Toxic Attraction laugh at this idea which leads to Katana Chance and Caden Carter coming out to confront Roxanne Perez and Corey Jade and Caden Carter is offended that Corey Jade and Roxanne are going to jump in front of them for another shot at the NXT Women's Tag Team title saying we're not done with Toxic Attraction yet and Corey Jade says well we looked at In Your House and last I checked you were done you lost you're finished you're done for and Katana Chance pipes in saying that we're best friends and you've been here for a few months and you're just a flavor of the month and Corey Jade reiterates you lost move on let us get our shot and this leads to a scrap between Katana Chance and Kaden Carter versus Roxanne Perez and Cora J, which sets up a number one contenders match between the two teams next Tuesday with the winners facing off against Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles at the Great American Bash in a couple of weeks on USA. This was an okay segment. I don't care for Toxic Attraction's promo skills at this point, but I'm glad that Roxanne Perez is getting that push on 2.0 because she has a shot to really be a star, not only on this brand, but on the main roster as well in the years to come. Next up is Cameron Grimes versus Idris Anofe. And I thought this was probably my favorite match from last night's show. It plays into a segment last week when Grimes called out Anofe and Malik Blade for leaving the show early to go clubbing after losing a shot at the NXT Tag Team titles against the Creed Brothers. And Cameron just read Idris for filth, which leads to this match last night. And I thought this was Idris's best performance to date. He has a great physique. His agility is everything. That miss a dropkick always lands perfectly. But what I loved about Idris last night was the fact that he had fire. That when he was getting kicked in the chest by Cameron Grimes, he wanted more. He wanted more pain. He wanted more punishment. Grimes was more than happy to oblige. And Inofe fights back with forearm strikes and kicks of his own to Grimes, including a couple of knee strikes that rocked Grimes on the outside before Idris hits a flip dive as well. He goes for a 450 splash. He misses, which sets up Grimes hitting the cave-in for the win. And after the match is over, Grimes shows great respect to Idris for putting up a good fight. And I thought that this was a great showcase match for Idris. And his progression is also really impressive for his time in developmental. Less than a year, I believe, in the system because I think he participated in that Las Vegas tryout during SummerSlam weekend and his progression has been really nice to see. The road 
will help him greatly. The coconut circuit will refine those rough around the edge spots and he will be a complete performer in due time. And I got to hand it to Malik Blade as well. He's coming along nicely as well because he was a blank slate during the early days of 2.0. And the best thing they did for him was to pair him with Idris Anofe. They play off each other perfectly. They are a great tag team. They have great chemistry and they have the potential to stand out with more time to gain experience in Orlando. Next up is Von Wagner versus Brooks Jensen. A big hoss battle, pretty nondescript. Wagner works over the left arm and hand of Brooks Jensen. Brooks hits a tornado DDT for a very close near fall, but Wagner continues to work over the hand and arm of Brooks Jensen. Hits the fireman carry slam for the win, and I was numb to this. I've tried very hard to warm up to Von Wagner. I gave a little bit of care when he was with Kyle O'Reilly last year, but mm -mm, he does not stand out to me in any way shape or form he's got two people and mr stone and sophia cromwell talking him up when he can't speak for himself he has a very hard time emoting in the ring as well just something about him screams create a wrestler from 2k22 which is not a good thing and he has survived the evaluation cuts thus far i think his size is helping him out in terms of getting second chance or third chances but at some point you have to grow beyond how big you are. And height and size will only get you so far when you don't have the skill set and charisma to match to be a big star at the end of the day. Next up is Alba Fire versus Lash Legend. This match is perfectly fine. I love Lash Legend's presence. She still needs work in the ring, but you do see the improvement. I love the suplex she delivered to Alba Fire early on, followed by a thrust kick for good measure. Alba responds with thrust kicks of her own, including your tornado DDT. She goes for the Gory Bomb special a couple of times. Lancet goes for the Seton, but Lash rolls out of the way and Lash grabs Alba Fire's baseball bat. Throat checks her for the DQ, and this feud must continue. I'm not opposed to it because Lash would gain a lot by working with Alba Fire to find out what she can do against a more seasoned vet because when she was working with Nikita Lyons, that's green on green, and you're not going to learn a lot. But the key moving forward is can you apply the lessons and then do your own thing in different matches when you're not paired up against a seasoned vet? That would be the key moving forward. The training wheels must come off and you gotta do it for you. And hopefully Lash applies those lessons after a few without fire in the weeks to come. And now it is time for our main event featuring Tony D'Angelo versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American Championship. And this is a very strange matchup and that is heel versus heel. Trick cut a heel promo on Wrestling earlier in the show and now we're supposed to root for who in this main event. And we got a funny moment when we had the entire mob lineup staring down Carmelo and Trick and Trick says, mm -mm, don't want that fight. Sorry, Carmelo, you're on your own. And I thought this was a solid match. Carmelo Hayes was the high flyer with springboard clothesline and just showing out but Tony D'Angelo's key to success that would do him well as a long-term star is suplexing the shit out of people throwing people around like a rag doll I love that for him and I thought he did a nice job last night against Carmelo Hayes at one point Carmelo delivers a double knees to Tony D'Angelo for a very close near fall Tony responds with an overhead suplex in a pretty sweet spot he's got Carmelo down for the count and he goes to Santos Escobar bar and he says hey Santos hand me the brass knucks and Santos presents the brass knucks Tony is begging demanding these brass knucks and Santos behind the referee's back slides those knucks directly to Carmelo Hayes to give the head nod 
and Carmelo knocks the shit out of Tony D'Angelo with those knucks to retain the North American Championship. A very clever finish. I love the energy that Santos exuded, just knowing I did this deliberately. I screwed you over on purpose. What you gonna do about it? And I love the stare down at the end to wrap up NXT 2.0 as Tony D'Angelo stacks two dimes. We're left seething in the ring, and unfortunately for two dimes, he ain't gonna be here next week because he was fired by WWE in recent weeks, which sucks due to a drug test failure, according to a report in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. And he is eligible to come back in a year once it's all settled and cleared. But I thought this was a nice way to end the show to forward Mob Wars 2022 involving Tony D'Angelo and his crew versus Legato the Fantasma. And I think Tony needs another heavy or Goomba heading into next week's show. We shall see. But I thought this was another fine show. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too outlandish took place. That stands out in a bad way. I think that the shock value, let's throw things at the wall era of 2.0 is over. And we are three weeks into this month. And I'm happy to say the show might be in a better place than where it was a month or two ago. Because that was a hot ass mess. This feels like a focused show that feels as if it is starting to figure out what it's supposed to be and people are improving which is a very good thing and there's hoping they continue that improvement on the road via the coconut circuit that is continuing next week i believe and it will roll through the end of july and hopefully they add dates for august and september as well you got to get these stars on the road so they can learn the craft in front of different people and then apply those lessons on TV because that will get them more confidence and get them more over at the end of the day as we get ready for the Great American Bash in a couple of weeks time on USA and there's hope in the two weeks in the dark will provide a more lively environment next Tuesday on USA. On that note, this wraps up episode number 74 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I hope you enjoyed it as always, you can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Receptopia. They can follow me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that I drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do, search Receptopia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn plus Amazon Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 69 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.